Hey friends, I am so excited to announce that we have filled up our very first semester of the Non-Diet Christian Academy for this year, this first year that we have done this, and I can't wait to be connected with these women as we level up our education, encouragement, and get empowered to go out there and share the freedom we know with those we care for together. So if you missed registration or just need a bit more time in your schedule, we will open up enrollment again in August. So make sure you're on our email list and stay tuned if you are interested in enrolling for that. Okay, so in this episode, Lindsay talks about our Joyful Health course, and this is more client-focused versus the Non-Diet Christian Academy is more for our leaders who are ready to go out there and share what they know. So I wanted to give you kind of a quick rundown of our Joyful Health course for our clients. So this is our signature 12-week course. If you are weary from counting calories and sticking to food lists and weight cycling and you just feel defeated um, and you want to start listening to your body and trusting God with his design for you, you know, we've been there too. And I'm saying we because me and Aubrey a registered dietitian, the co-founder of Joyful Health, we had hit rock bottom when it comes to not being able to control food or our bodies, and we got sick of it too. But we found rest through intuitive eating principles built upon God's grace. <laughs> so as Christians, we know grace for our minds, but do we know it for our bodies? Um, so we really wanted to share this with as many people as we knew. So we put together our information, what we did for our own clients, because I'm a personal trainer. She's a dietitian. So this is combined intuitive eating and joyful movement. Um, we created this 12-week course where we help you build a foundation to finally ditch diets and be able to choose and pursue goals to support your life instead of always having to focus on shrinking your body size or controlling your food. And this course would be great for you if you want to shift to that grace-centered lifestyle to let go of food and exercise guilt and to start noticing yourself counting blessings more than calories. So this course is different because as one of our students has said, it's more of an unprogram. We do a lot of relearning when it comes to stepping away from those restrictive rules and truly taking time um, and practice to tune in to honor your body's signals um, and to relearn those and let those come back and restore those. This is a great deal for this course because you could spend $4,000 every six months on a new weight loss strategy because that's about how much um, a lot of those costs nowadays. Or you could spend the $349 on this 12-week course and understand how to work with the body you have for life. Okay, so what else do you get? We will send you a physical journal in the mail to keep you on track um, because we really believe that journaling is is the hard work um, that is really necessary in this process. Um, we will also give you some bonus videos and email devotionals to keep you on track each week. Okay, so head to joyfulhealth.co slash course if you would like to learn more and sign up and you can get started today. Okay, friends, I'm really excited to get into this episode. Here we go. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm your host, Casey Schuler, mom, personal trainer, and Bible study author. And I'm here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hey, Joyful Health friends. Uh, this is Casey, and welcome back to another Joyful Health Show episode in 2024. Our theme is reaching out to grow up, equipping the saints for the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ. This comes from Ephesians 4.12. So we just want to acknowledge that our stories and the messages that God has given to us um, is not for us, that strength is for service and that we are blessed to be a blessing and to continue um, doing the work of God and Um, being fruitful and multiplying his good word and his gospel to the ends of the earth. So this is just one small way that we get to do that um, through this podcast and that to encourage you to do that exactly where you are because no one else is where you are, is in the body that you have through the eyes that you see interacting with the people that you do. So this is really important, God, um, of God's work in and through you. So I'm really, really excited to bring onto the episode Lindsay Newburn. Welcome, Lindsay. Thanks, Casey. I'm really excited and nervous to be here. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, you Lindsay is a really good, dear friend of mine. We have been friends since college. Um, she's actually my sorority sister, and um, she's my big in the sorority and she has been just so influential in my life. She really taught me how to pray for people and to say, you know, in college, we would want to pray for something. And she would say, let's just stop and pray right now. And so I have continued that habit for life. And it has been so transformative um, for me and the Lord and for others. And so I have so much to thank Lindsay for. And um, recently we've been really reconnecting in a different way um, through health and through parenting and through being moms. Um, She lives in Colorado now. She did travel the world for a while. So you might have seen her on an episode of Tiny Homes. Is that what it's called? HGTV Tiny Homes? Tiny House Hunters, I think. Oh, Tiny House Hunters. There we go. Okay. (laughs) So so look her up there. It's a fun episode. But she's now rooted in Colorado and still loves to travel, but she's a mom of of two. And this episode, we wanted to talk about postpartum body image. And this is not just something that Lindsay and I have gone through and still continue to grow in. But when we do podcast surveys, we continually hear from y'all about having an episode on postpartum and body changes. And so you know, what's less important is how we look and more important of how we see ourselves. And of ultimate importance is how do we see ourselves the way that God sees us? And how is he continuing to transform our lens so that we can see him more clearly? And yeah, and to see our bodies as vessels of of life where we can enjoy him um, as the temple of the spirit and um, give life to humans. So it is an incredible um, mystery that we get to be that we get to be a part of that is way bigger than us. Um, and sometimes really difficult. It's really difficult to live in a world that tells us what we should look like um, and to to grapple with that and to really 
kind of pick that apart and understand what God's voice is and what that inner critic is and and to discern um, his leading and love for us and how we see our bodies. So um, Lindsay, I'm really excited to be able to to ask you about kind of your story with postpartum body image. I know that we did the Joyful Health course and coaching together. So I know some of your story, but um, can you share with us a little bit of about your journey with postpartum body image and and how your faith informs that view? Yes, that's a big question. <laughs> I guess in preparation of our chat today, I have had a lot of tears and a lot of intention and praying over us and our friend that's listening today because I am like mid journey. Like I don't know. I, I am mid journey. I'm figuring this out. You and your course, um, the joyful health course with intuitive eating and intuitive movement have totally transformed my perspective. And I finished it about two months ago. So I'm still like navigating what it's like on my own. And to be honest, I'm, I'm thinking about um, restarting it just to, to be reminded of these new perspectives that you've shared with all the women that I took the course with. So, um, but so I'm a mom of two and I'd say my postpartum journey started four years ago, my little boy's four. And, um, and then I just had my little girl, she's one and a half. So I've been in this second new body a year and a half, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, um, what I want to share with about my journey is that with my first, um, I've had two different journeys because with my first, uh, nursing didn't work out. And so, so I exclusively, exclusively pumped with him or for him for like eight weeks. And then I had my body back where I could like navigate, okay, this is my body now. And what do I do? (laughs) Mm. And what noticed after I pumped, like I noticed my weight like shot up. And so during that journey, it was very much about weight loss. And because I, I, I gained a ton of weight during that pregnancy. (laughs) And so, um, so with my second, it's been very different. And I think a lot of moms probably feel this way. Each pregnancy is so different. And so you're navigating this new body, each pregnancy. And so with my second, I'm still nursing her. And so my body is being needed for her still. And so can I share like the difference between each journey with like my focus? Yeah. Yeah. You're free to share just the generals, but we just kind of shy away from sharing specific numbers so that we don't compare yeah. That. <laughs> oh, totally. So with my first, um, it was all about my weight and, and like knocking my weight down mm-hmm. and I would get on the scale every morning, um, and check my weight. And then the, in the evening I would, I hit a plateau at some point and I started, um, recording in an app, like everything I ate and the calories and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
I remember going on a camping trip for a week and I didn't take the scale and I kind of had meltdown because every day was about my weight and that dictated how my day went mm-hmm. and how it went and my progress. And, and then, so I made it to my goal weight when my son was maybe two years old. And then that same month I got pregnant again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again. So that started the whole journey again. And, and so I was very afraid to um, gain all the weight back for my second pregnancy. And so I started working with a nutritionist and I started learning about food and good nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so I did a bit better with my weight on my second pregnancy. And then, um, but afterwards, after having my little girl, I, and I guess, again, it was, a my health was about my weight again, like checking in during the pregnancy, it was all about weight. And so, um, after having my little girl and, and navigating like, okay, I'm nursing now, my body is being used for a new purpose. How do I stay healthy? And, but like, try to get back into my body, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. And so mm-hmm. I saw, you know, I followed you, Casey, with everything that you've been putting out. I've done all of your studies and everything. And this intuitive eating concept was totally new to me. But I was like, I don't have the capacity to care for two children and worry about my weight and how much effort it took in my first postpartum journey. I don't have that the second time. Yeah. There's be a better way. And if my body was able to build these babies and bring them into the world, I didn't tell my body to build them. I didn't and what to work on, you know, their eyes or their hair or their toes or whatever. And if my body knew how to bring them into the world on its own, then I believe I can trust my body to guide me with what nutrition I need to support myself and my little girl. And so you're, so there was an newsletter you sent out that like, I felt spoke to me. So like intimately, like, Oh my gosh, that is where I am. I need to look into this intuitive eating because there's gotta be a better way. And Mm so Thankfully, I was able to take your course and you and Aubrey just blew my mind with new concepts of, uh, I I feel like I've had to relearn how to look at my body, how to look at God's, like, I never invited God into like my nutrition or my movement or I never prayed about that stuff. You know, it was all like culturally informed. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a whole new journey. And that's why I want to jump back in the course and revisit it because it is so brand new. And I feel like God's doing a new thing in me and, and it's a lot. And so it's a whole new journey. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that so many of us resonate with that. And, you know, the I, I used to be a trainer who helped people lose weight until I realized this isn't working for me or them. 
um, there's got to be another way because it is so consuming. <laughs> it's consuming of your time, your mental energy, your physical energy, your wallet, because you have to buy these certain foods and just always think about it and you can't stray. And then you feel like you're a slave to this system instead of being surrendered to the spirit. And then you think as a Christian, well, I don't think it's supposed to be this way. <laughs> so what is the answer? And so I, I like the practicality of your story when you had the second baby and you're like, I don't have the capacity to continue doing this. I mean, this like weight loss journey is almost a, a privilege when you have all this, when you have time and resources, resources to do it. But if the gospel is for everyone at every stage, young and old, rich or poor, and whatever size body you're in, then why can't we experience that gospel right where you, right where you are, you know, and whatever baby, whatever postpartum stage that you're in. And why can't that be included with the way that we eat and the way that we exercise and the way that we can just rest in the body that he's given us? That is so, uh, I think the gospel is such a breath of fresh air when it comes to the way that um, diet culture has us to operate operating <laughs> um, in the world. And so, um, yeah, going from that fear of I don't want to gain all that weight to a place of trust in your body and to acknowledge what God has already done in your body and what he's already been doing. You didn't have to create this whole new thing. You could just understand and realize, oh, he's already made life in my body. That's that's pretty cool. I can probably trust him with the way of eating too, you know? And so, um, and it is a jump and it is, does take um, time and some silence and meditation to, to be with the Lord and, you know, other people too, to kind of guide us in this way. Um, and so you kind of talked about the spirit and God impacting you and what you've learned um, do you have, what is the scripture that, that you come back to when it comes to allowing yourself to rest in your body versus having to control what it looks like? The verse that I keep turning to is Matthew 28. It says, come to me, um, all who are weary and heavy laden. Yeah. Rest. Is that how? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the only part that I keep bringing in my ears is come to me because mm -hmm. in your rest and rise study, you, you talk like you shared with us that in that verse, it says, come to me. That's an action we have to initiate and be intentional with. And so what your, your intuitive eating course taught me was like, check in like that's a choice that's an intention like come to god and check in with him and so i would say that this practice has been so helpful on my journey because i honestly did not check in with the holy spirit that often through the day before mm -hmm. this and and now i am and i feel like i'm learning his voice you know more through practicing and so mm -hmm. um so, yeah, I feel like my faith has grown even more now, too, because I came from a place in my, you know, postpartum journey of I can't do this by myself. I 
there's got to be a better way. I, but I don't know what it is. So mm-hmm. I need help. God, please help me. Yes. And that's the that's the coming to him is trusting that you need an outside help. And then knowing, oh, there is that. He's actually invited me to come. And so, oh, I can do that. Um, so, yeah, let can I read that whole verse, that whole scripture? Okay, so let's see. Okay, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. And just imagine that this is Jesus talking to you. He's extending this invitation like you've never heard it before. It just... The place where you feel most weary in your heart and your soul where you've been striving. Um, just imagine that he is saying this to you. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So just like reading those words, I think about gentle and humble and rest, characterizing a health journey. How how has that impacted your health in a practical way? And do you still have fear around the weight gain or has, because I feel like often, you know, it's like we're not against you know, if your body loses weight or not, we're just, we just want to take the focus away from weight loss and put it onto the Lord and, and those habits that we know are life giving for us. And then allow our bodies to, to settle into whatever weight is healthy for us. So can you talk about any, um, practical ways that this new approach has impacted your health? Totally. I, since starting the course, I have not um, gotten on the scale intentionally because in your course, you uh, have really great questions. And one of the questions was, what is health? (laughs) It's not our weight. Why is that dictating everything? You know, like that silly. Like when I think of health, I think of my strength to take care of everything I need in the day. Um, take care for my kids or whatever I I need to do. Health is like being able to have a dance party, get on the floor and roll around, go sledding with my kids, you know, go play soccer. I've started doing that recently. So it's way beyond like my, how my tummy looks. (laughs) That's so silly, but I never thought about that until you posed that question. Like, what does health mean to me? You know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so your question was, um, practical ways. I have noticed that, that my self-talk is different. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, we're chatting right after the holidays and it's cold outside. And, you know, I, I found myself like looking in the mirror the other day, I'm still in my journey and I'm crying, but I'm saying like my, I'm, my voice in my head is saying my body is beautiful, no matter what size it is, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I'm still navigating like what this looks like, but we did a a family trip uh, home to Georgia to see family. And we celebrated a lot of different things, birthdays and, and weddings and, and, you know, a ton of stuff. So there was a lot of dessert 
and we got home and my husband said he gained a pound for every day that we were in Georgia. <laughs> we were there many, many, many days <laughs> for a week. And, uh, and I didn't step on the scale, but I just thought like, well, what did those pounds mean? Those pounds, because I'm, sh- I felt different in my body, but I was focused on like, how do I feel versus like, what is a scale telling me? Yes. And I was like, you know, it's okay because that those pounds or that extra celebration, like that was because we are loved. We had a lot of things to celebrate with family and it's going to be okay. Like my body will tell me what it needs and recalibrate. And mm. I think I just have more trust in this process. And I've also been noticing, like, I feel bigger, but I, um, during the course, I was like so hungry to like learn more of these concepts because they were mind blowing that I read in the intuitive eating book that people, as they start learning that all food is good and, you know, all food is available to you, um, that you tend to gain weight. And I think I have, but it's also with the holidays and, Another thing I'm noticing is like, it's winter time. And I always tend to like, my pants tend to be a little too tight in winter time, you know, but every animal in nature gains weight for winter because it's colder. And so I'm just thinking of things in new ways. Like maybe I just need winter pants that fit me better in winter. Mm, that's good. And I, when I, when I was that goal weight I was so cold that winter (laughs) (laughs) more cold than previous winters and so maybe it was because I didn't have enough you know warmth under my skin (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm just thinking about things totally different now I guess (laughs) no I love that well it is on that same exact topic I was reading about how to cook for the seasons um when I was doing a little bit more cooking than I'm doing now and and I noticed how the harvest times and what kinds of foods were available during different times of the year and it turned out that foods that were available in the colder months were more carb heavy and like just heavier in general like stews and chilies and crusty bread and it's like oh that sounds so good to me right now and there's a really good survival adaptive reason for that (laughs) it's because we are made we're not made in isolation and I think you know we can often see the genesis first when God said God made Adam and Eve and said oh it is very good but it actually says he looked at all that he had made and said it is very good. And so I we can't look at ourselves outside of creation and the place and time that God has put us in. And so to to understand of, oh, well, we're supposed to, you know, maybe gain a little bit more weight in the winter months. And that is so that we can be more comfortable in the place um, that we are in so that we can survive and to thrive and to not think about ourselves, to not think about being cold all the time, but to live our life in a in a way that's more free. And then summertime rolls around and there's a lot more hydrating things 
like watermelon and salads because it's hot and we need more water content. And so I think, you know, we're not in an agrarian society as much anymore. We can kind of get those foods all year round. But to understand, yeah, it's like part of nature. We are a part of nature. And to kind of see that cyclical um, part of our bodies flexing with the seasons is not only natural, but it's good. It's part of God's good creation. And um, to notice that and to not judge it or control it, I think that's beautiful. And I really like the the practical conversation that you had with your husband of, you know, and a lot of our spouses don't are not practicing intuitive eating or maybe just still don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> um, and so for him to say that is very uh, a typical response of what we would say of like, I've gained so many pounds when I went on vacation or whatnot. But for you, you're able to reframe that in a way that wasn't judging towards him, but you were just saying, oh, well, but like, what do those pounds mean? It means that we celebrated and, and how do I feel in my body? And so I just love that. Um, and I was thinking about that too. We had some birthday cake for community group. We were celebrating someone's birthday. And I remember reading this book about French cooking and the way that ki- French kids eat. And they ask, you know, a group of people who are French and a group of Americans, um, your first thought when you see cake. And for the French, it was celebration. And for Americans, it was gaining weight. And so, and so just now I'm starting to like get, this has been years long journey for me. Um, Just now I had the thought of, oh, cake is celebration. And I didn't have the thought of I'm going to gain weight or how many calories are in this. It wasn't a threat anymore. It was a way to celebrate life. (laughs) And so, you know, like that's, um, that's huge. Okay. So, <laughs> um, just to kind of recap, I know that you kind of talked about a lot about listening, um, listening to the Holy spirit, listening while you eat, listening to how you feel for when you're moving. Um, would you say that these are some good, like the three practical ways of how the listener can start, um, seeing their postpartum body, in a different way that has nothing to do with maybe what the scale says. Oh, well, yes. And first I want to go back because it's so encouraging for me to see you still learning like new perspectives on, you know, eating and what things mean and how to reframe things or think about things because we started learning about food and nutrition and stuff from our families when we were little and at school. And it's a whole lifetime of refiguring this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I would say like someone who is just starting on this new perspective of, of their journey is really just praying for God to like inviting God into this part of their lives, because I don't think I ever did that. And it, I'd never considered it, you know, mm-hmm. so just starting out with that. And then, yes, like while you're um, eating a meal or having a snack, just listening into your body and what is your body saying to you? Because I noticed on my journey, sometimes I didn't know if I was hungry or thirsty or 
what was this? <laughs> it takes practice to, to relearn. And yeah, so just learning to listen to yourself and inviting God in to your journey and experience. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Inviting him into this area of life and you know, checking in with the Holy Spirit. Um, and then you've also talked about like listening to how you talk to yourself. Oh, yeah. About your body, about eating and inviting the Lord into that self-talk. Um, so I, I know that you've you've talked about that a little bit of like, I look in the mirror and my first thought is this. But I've also heard it said we're not responsible for our first thought, but for our second. That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that first one is like that gut instinct. It could be from how you coped yesterday, but today's a new day. And so what is that second thought? How can you capture that and make it submissive to the, the authority of Christ? So do you have anything else to say on listening to your own self-talk? I would, I would just encourage to the person listening to just start observing how you speak to yourself in this realm of, you know, food and what you look like or how your body feels or how your clothes feel. And I know this is said a lot, but, um, you know, I would never, if, if I was, as, what I started doing was I started like noticing what I was saying to myself and then saying, would you ever say that to your best friend? Like if they were telling you that they felt like this, would you ever be that mean? Mm -hmm. No, you would come along, you would come alongside them and say like, why are you talking to yourself that way? You're, you are incredible. You're doing all these things. You've produced all this stuff. You are a mom, like be gentle with yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would, I don't know. So what has helped me like listen more is I actually, I've stopped listening to a lot of the podcasts I was listening to. I've stopped watching TV at night. And when my kids, some days it doesn't happen, but when they both like go down for a nap or quiet time, I set a timer for 15 minutes and just sit in silence and look out the window and, and not having all these voices coming at me and into my brain, it's allowing me to hear and be in tune and practice listening. And so I, I had to stop having so much coming at me. Mm. Um, and that's hard. <laughs> you know, every day's not perfect. Some days I scroll more than I want to. Um, but it, it's just too much sometimes. So Yeah. No, that's really important because oftentimes our inner voice is shaped by those outer voices that we allow in. And so we don't realize the magnitude, the volume that we allow in, whether it's what we're listening to, what we're seeing, um, you know, our parents' upbringing, teachers, what other people have said to us and how that shapes our inner voice. And so we have to really discern is this true? Is this something that God would say? And then and then I think too, just going back to the Matthew eleven twenty eight, is that his yoke is um he says, Take my yoke upon 
you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble and heart and you will find rest for your souls. So if those voices are not gentle, if it doesn't sound humble and heart, um, if it's not leading you to rest, then, you know, I, I really love that practice that you have in my initial thought because I'm still steeped in hustle culture and still <laughs> I think this is going to be my lifelong struggle that the Lord um, is sanctifying me in is, okay, when you set that timer and you sit in silence and you look out the window, what are your goals or expectations for that? Because I think I would have, I would have to say like, okay, and I'm, if I think about other stuff or if my mind is wandering, then, you know, I need to be meditating on God or whatever it might be. But what, what is your thought around that practice? Do you have any expectation or do you, you know, you do feel rested after that of just allowing yourself to sit? So I just sit, no expectation. I don't have any expectation of even praying, actually. It's just to like sit and be silent and mm -hmm. not have anything else happening around me. So I can listen to my body or or just be in tune. And I've noticed that sometimes it takes all 15 minutes for me to like calm down <laughs> um, and and actually like breathe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But sometimes it takes halfway through that. And so then I can start, you know, have some space in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, but this has not been an easy uh, habit to start because when you get a moment away from your kids, you like have all these things you want to do. <laughs> right. I've really, but now I've seen just the rest I get from it and and that's, that is an intention I have this year is just resting more because I feel like that's what I need. <laughs> so <laughs> so how I've changed and like, I went for a hike the other day with a friend and I was like, I just want to be silent out here because mm. you know, talk the whole time. And I was like, that's a weird thing. I just said, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Just fill the space. No, so I'm just kind of seeing a new, a newness, I guess. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And also, yeah, the concept of starting to listen to your like you don't have to just listen to your own thoughts during that 15 minutes of silence if you choose to adopt that. If you need more rest and space in your life, but to listen to your body of just start, just like noticing how you feel, like where is tension. Uh, mm -hmm. what is my stomach saying? Cause it's gurgling, you know, <laughs> to like physically listen, but also to like pay attention to the sensations in mm -hmm. your body. Um, mm -hmm. that's just a really helpful grounding practice. And, you know, I've been learning a lot about the body and, um, I don't have an effect to, to back this up or like a source. So you might want to source check this, but, um, someone said that we, we, typically believe 50% of the words that come out of someone's mouth and a hundred percent of what their body says because hmm. the body doesn't lie. <laughs> so this can probably be another podcast episode, but just to, to trust the fact that your body is living in the present and our mind is probably living in all kinds of different time zones of in the past and the future and the present. But if we want to truly be present with the Lord of that practice of getting into our body is, um, is really grounding 
in a way that we need, especially as moms <laughs> for, for, yeah, to create space in between the, like, I've been a mom and now my kids are down and now I'm going to go and do all the things, but you're actively saying, I'm going to create some space and I'm going to do that. And to actively do that, that's coming to Jesus. You know, I mean, that that's coming to him for rest. Um, it is taking action. So, okay. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave with the listeners? Um, about their own postpartum body image journey? Well, just encouragement that I got from you that it is a journey and it's going to be an ever-evolving thing and to turn to God in the hard moments and the good moments and to change the way we talk to ourselves and talk to God and invite him in and then like love, give ourselves some love. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Amen. (laughs) Receive it. (laughs) Scratch the surface. I, this is a big topic, man. For sure. Yes. And everyone's journey and what they're uncomfortable with or what they're, they're dealing with is so different. Um, and, And I just feel like we have to go to God in prayer about it because he will answer and he will give us encouragement or resources or new perspectives. So Mm -hmm. um, I was praying about it and he brought me to your course and you transformed my mind on all these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that I probably love about the course so much is the coaching aspect. So (laughs) right now we have it where you can get just get a course separately and do lots of independent learning but I mean that's one of my favorite things is to do that coaching and to do that walking alongside so um you know this is it takes it takes a body of believers it takes a village and so um I hope that if you're listening and you're wondering how to start this you know there are resources that the Lord has for you and like Lindsay said it is a personal relationship with the Lord and he will answer so um Okay, Lindsay, how are you experiencing joyful health right now? So I started playing soccer again, and I noticed that I feel like me. Like, I grew up playing soccer, and so when I'm there, it's like I can totally focus on playing instead of all the needs coming at me. Um, I I'm working through a... I feel strong because I'm working through a restore your core program and I went moved on to the challenger core. And then I have one more week of that and I'm going to start a dancing course. I found amazing. (laughs) I'm even excited to give it a go. Um, And then I'm just, we do family movie nights, but we're starting to be like, Hey, why don't we do dance parties? We did a, we did a glow stick dance party for new year's with all the kids um, friends, I'm like, why don't we do that more often? It doesn't have to just be new Year's. So dancing, sledding, that's my favorite thing to do. So, but I feel like, you know, in your course, you talk about, um, like, like finding joyful movement, but as moms, I feel like we are, we have to relearn ourselves with what is fun, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so I on Wednesday nights, my husband watches the kids and I leave just to have like some space and I've had to learn what I like to do again. So it's a journey, even like finding what 
is joyful or brings us joy or what is fun, you know, and that's a journey in itself too. So, mm-hmm. so all this is like, I guess we're being, we, we are new beings in this new physical body that did all this amazing work to build new people. And so we are new beings that have to have a new adventure of discovering ourselves. And, and sometimes we need new perspectives on this adventure to get us like feeling good again or closer to God or back to ourselves. (laughs) Yes. No, I love that. I mean, that's, that's you as you're the new ventures girl. This is a every new thing is going to be an adventure. And so to be able to reframe the postpartum body as, oh, this is going to be a new adventure. Let's see what happens. Because adventure is not you dictating the plan. It's I'm going to go and I'm going to expect an adventure. <laughs> and that means expecting the unknown. Yes. Some good, some bad, and some you got to retweak with <laughs> learn lessons. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Well, thank you so much. And I'm also so glad to hear that you're playing soccer because that's how I remember you just in the zone. Like Lindsay is amazing at soccer. I just can see you in in my (laughs) mind, just running down the field, like full focus. So it's really cool to hear that you're, (laughs) you're, you're rediscovering that. So, um, and rediscovering a sport as an adult is so sweet because it's like, oh, I'm not doing this for the pressure of performance anymore. I just get to do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Whole new adventure. Yep. Um, okay, Lindsay, would you be willing to pray for our listeners as we head out? Yes, please. I'd love okay. that. Thank you. Um, God, we just thank you so much for this opportunity to talk um, to each other and our friend that's listening um, about this, this really hard journey that we're on of figuring out how we feel in this new body um, with these, with these new loves in our lives and this new energy or lack of energy or new sleep patterns or lack of sleep. Um, God, I just, pray your power over our friend today and what she's going through and just the hard parts of, of learning new ways to look at ourselves and, and, um, I just pray that she knows she's loved and she's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. These adventures are hard learning new ways to look at ourselves and so I just pray that you move mountains in her mind and in her heart mm. of of new perspectives and and ways to look at herself and to know that she's loved and and um I pray that she's comforted with with how you see her and you created her mm. and into a beautiful being that can build new people like how amazing is that mm. and so God um Please be with our friend today as she's figuring stuff out with you. And I pray that she invites you into this area of her life and um, let her know that she's not alone. Mm. (laughs) I'm over here crying, trying to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So God, we believe that you can do the impossible. You can do anything. And so I pray that you transform each one of us. know your love more, um, to know your voice more, 
and to trust you more and these bodies that you've built us with. Um, we love you. Um, we thank you for this time together. Uh, amen. Amen. Okay, well, <laughs> let's get our tissues out. <laughs> um, friends, yes, you are loved and beautiful. <sighs> Take a breath. Be with him. Um, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Hey, congrats. If you are hearing this, that means you've made it to the finish line. Give yourself a high five for me. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope and pray this episode has blessed you so that you can more fully enjoy God, glorifying him and blessing others. If you want to talk about this episode with more Joyful Health friends, join our free Facebook community. Head to joyfulhealth.co slash podcast and get connected with us there. Before you move on with your day, would you consider taking a moment with the Lord in prayer to process what you have heard in the podcast? Ask God what he is revealing to you about himself and what you can do in response. And for all my regular listeners, thank you in advance for writing a review and sharing this podcast with someone else who is tired of the wellness rules and is ready to rest in God's grace and the Holy Spirit's power for their health. A big giant thank you to all our podcast guests and to my husband Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. It takes a village and we are glad that you are a part of ours.